Hello, everybody. You're listening to In the Meanwhile podcast. Uh, we are Les and Paige Hughes, and we're here today with a real special guest. So thank you for joining us today. And uh, Paige, I'm going to just let you jump right in and introduce our guest. I would be honored to. Our guest today is my youngest sister, Hope. And Hope um, is uh, the youngest of five in our family. And uh, all of us were, from the time we were very small, brought up in a a home where the Lord was um, the head of our home. And our mom and dad were definitely uh, followers of Jesus who, um, who taught us how to also be followers of Jesus. And so... Uh, as we all grew up, we, we grew up in a home that was secure and two-parent home, and um, we really, God blessed that. Um, and so as we got married, many of us, um, all of us got married, all of us now have children, but life doesn't always turn out quite like we thought it would. And uh, for Hope, she married a young man that was a pastor, and um they ended up having a gorgeous, precious little boy named Benjamin. And about a month after Benjamin um, was born, uh, her husband chose to go a different path and left the two of them in the pastorium there at the church they were serving. And our family um, really went through a crisis for us of just how how to help. Um, because it was so foreign to all of us at that point um, to know what to do. And so as we approach this podcast with Hope, we ask Hope to just talk to us a little bit about how the Lord has been her strength through this and how a single parent today um, raising a young boy or a young girl, first of all, how you keep your sanity, that's, that's helpful, um, but how also to point them to the Lord and not to lose faith and encouragement um, and so that's kind of where we're headed this morning as we talk to Hope. And um, my goal in the end of this is, first of all, to help parents of whatever age and um, stage in life you're in. We were talking a few minutes ago, uh, single parents can be a mom or a dad or at this point, even a grandparent that is raising kids. And uh, when you feel like you're all alone, sometimes how you make it. And so, uh, Hope, thank you for joining us today for our time together. And um, we talked about just some things that have been um, items that you've held on to, to help you as a parent to make it through some of these hard days. So why don't you just share a little bit? Maybe you want to share something about y'all if you want to, and then um, specifically uh, how you kind of have made it through. Well, for the last seven years... uh because it happened seven years ago. Benjamin's seven now. Um, we really held on to our family. Um, the crisis is not the first crisis we've had, because we've had one recently. Because um, Benjamin, we've just found out, is dyslexic. And um, we've now have found the school for him to go to, so we've had to move. So we've had like family meetings to help me try to figure out what to do, how to get through it. Um, so the family has been very important. Like If I need something, I need to call them. They'll be there. If he's sick, if smallest thing is he's sick all the way up to we need a family meeting to solve a big situation. Um, but we also, our church family, um, Cross Gates Community Church has been there for us from the very beginning. Um, Will Point the, at the beginning and then we went to Cross Point. But Cross Point, they're like family to us. Um, Brother Dean, if something's wrong, he's like, I hope you're okay. Is everything all right? Uh, even Miss Sharon. 
Um, but my Sunday school class is a big help. Um, I can share with them anything, and they'll pray for us, take care of us. They ask, how's Benjamin doing today? And um, just if something's wrong, they know it, and they'll say, how can we pray for you today? But they even our small group. Benjamin cries if we don't even go to small group. So we have to be a small group. Um, that they have been our rock and just been very helpful, um, you know, just keeping us in the Word, keeping us with our small group and our Bible studies that we do with our small group. And Benjamin really gets into them, even, you know, with the little kids. Um, and it's one of the only boys but <laughs> that goes. But um, I can call, I know I can call them any of them right now and say, okay, I need your help. And they'll be there and, you know. Hey, can I ask a question about yeah. that? Because I think you've touched on something that seems real intuitive to us, but it's not for everybody. Because the tendency for a lot of people would be to pull back and to isolate yourself. And where you grew up with that uh, support base as um, you know, growing up at a pastor's home and then uh, always being involved in a church family of some sort. I mean, we've uh, known people for a lot of time and even in, in my own family, uh, the tendency sometimes is to pull back and isolate yourself and um, do you think it's because we get this impression that people at church sort of have their act together and, um, and uh, we, and my, what, what do you think that it is? Because they don't. I think don't, as an insider certainly. looking in, I think they do see us as we have all, everything together. Yeah. I mean, because uh, some of my friends are non-believers and they look at me like, oh, she has it all together. When right. I tell them my story and they're like, oh, wait, she's just like the rest of us. Right. But I think they do look to the church because they say, oh, they're. They're perfect. Yeah. And I'm just like, we're not that perfect. Mm-hmm. Everybody has issues. Yeah, everybody has issues. You just don't know them until you meet them. That's right. I always tell, well, that's the sermon series that I'm going to preach. Everybody has issues. We're all messed up, that's you know, right. in, in some ways. But uh, I, sorry to interrupt what you were saying, but I, I, I think that's a huge point because people do have a tendency to say, well, you know, we're going to take a little break or I, for whatever reason, I'm not going to be involved in a fellowship anywhere. And those weeks turn into months and those months turn into years and that can lead to trouble. So I'm glad you started there. But the, for me, they were my support system. Because yeah. um, if not without them, I would probably be withdrawn. I mean, without family too, but because yeah. um, like, I'm in Hattiesburg, there's my sister, our sister Dawn lives there. But that's about it. I don't know anybody else. So I had to have the support. And, um, but that's been a big thing with my church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think a lot of people deal with guilt as well. And um, just maybe unfounded guilt. Maybe things that are, you know, uh, you, for whatever reason, they don't feel like they can come and be authentic or real. What are some things that have helped you to be able to to conquer that and to be able to be real with even your church family and and your family? Because I think if I hid everything, it would be hard because you'd just be holding it back, holding it back, holding it back. And you gotta be real so that Benjamin knows to be real. Right. And you gotta let that go because if not, you're gonna just have deep down it's going to be you're going to be depressed so you just got to let it go right well and the answer to letting it go is first of all to confess that if there are things to the lord but then also not taking on things that are not what you've done 
Definitely. You know, um, I think in your case specifically, a spouse that chooses to leave is a very difficult thing, and you can guilt yourself mm -hmm. and figure like, did out. Did I do something wrong? Right, and try to replay a lot of that in your mind when in the end, they're just sometimes that people choose poorly. Yeah. Because uh, I remember thinking, oh, I did something wrong. But then I thought, you know what? I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, what if I, I didn't do anything? Right. It was his choice to make, not mine. Right, so. right, right. Well, what are some other um, keys that have been helpful for you personally um, in just having somewhat of a normal life? Um, one of my big things is flexibility in a job. Um, I've worked for a group called ARC, um, and I have a boss. Her name's Miss Marlene, and I love her to death. And when I went into it, she knew, because she went to our church, she knew that I was a single mom and I needed to be where Benjamin was. If he was sick, I had to be home. If he has a program at school, I had to be at that program. Mm -hmm. But it's been, even when he was little, I worked at a daycare, and he was at daycare with me. And if something happened, I could leave. Yeah. I mean, I, they've always been flexible with me as a single parent. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, as you just said, you're moving into a new stage of life. Yeah. And you are preparing to, to go to a, a new um, city mm -hmm. and into a new uh, job path. And even in that, we know that, that uh, one of the major things has been praying. Mm -hmm. What are some things how, that you've seen God do, even in your preparation for this uh, move, that you've just said, oh my, now that's a God thing? Uh, well... Well, the main thing was getting Benjamin into school because we had tried three different schools and one of the first two we didn't get into and those were the ones by our house or about 30 minutes from our house. So, okay, we got into this one that was an hour away. So, okay, we have to move. That's fine. And I was like, what am I going to do for a job? And just so happens that the superintendent in Rankin County is my fourth grade teacher and went to our church growing up. And so I emailed her and said, hey, I need a job. And I went into her office and um, just started talking to her. And she said, Hope. And I told her that I wanted to be a SPED assistant and then get my SPED degree to seek special education. And she said, Hope, 10 minutes before you walked in this door, a job came open. She goes, it's a God thing because we didn't have any mm. jobs available. Mm -hmm. And she said, you'll be working at Flowood Elementary. Do you want the job? And I said, yes, ma'am. Let <laughs> me pray about it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't think about it too long. That's but good. the Lord just kept putting things in, in our path because when I went to the SPED the lady, it's over the SPED department. She said, okay, now we're going to help you get into this school. And she had another lady in her office and she said, okay, we're going to help you work on getting your um, degree in special education. She goes, we'll work on this. She put it on the computer and she said, this is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. That's that great. Awesome. Well, and I'll be right down the street from Benjamin School. So That's awesome. Well, you know, we talk about the power of prayer. And there is power in praying, but you are not uh, uh, afraid to ask all of us to pray no. specifically for things that, that you've really needed. And the Lord has answered a lot of those prayers. But there have been some of the prayers he's not answered the way mm -hmm. you wanted. And in those days, how is it that you've made it through some of those times? Just knowing that the Lord answered in a different way, and maybe not the way that I wanted, but that's the way He wanted. Because mm -hmm. to me, I'm like, okay, I wanted my way, but my way may not be the best way. And so I just have to say, okay, that's the way the Lord wanted to answer that, you know. But um, just to know that I have to put trust in Him to know that that's going to be the best option for us. That's right. That's so. right. 
Well, you know, the, uh, the churchy word for that is trusting God's yes. sovereignty yes. and that he has a bigger plan and that he has a plan that is for your good and for his honor and his glory. Because our plan may not be the best plan. That's it. That's it. And so you've had a few of those experiences along this way, haven't you? And in the end, you just have to trust that the Father has a plan. What are some verses maybe that you've held on to during these days and times that have given you hope, especially in times where God wasn't doing it quite like you wanted it done or how you thought it would be? Well, my main verse that I've always lived by is Matthew six thirty four, And it says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, but tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And... I am a worry wart. I've always been a worry wart. So I just have to trust that the Lord will provide for us. Um, and he always has. So I just know that in, in a unique way, he always provides. Knowing that, you know, I may think, oh, that's never going to happen. And then it happens. So I just have to remember, don't worry about it, that he's going to provide in the way, you know, that is right for us. Well, you know, um, one of the biggest struggles with single parenting is when the other parent doesn't contribute at all. Mm -hmm. And in your case, um, his father has chosen not to be a part of his life at all. And, um, you know, that knowing that when you're do literally doing it by yourself, it does feel alone sometimes, oh, yeah. but it is always so good to know that the father is right oh, yeah. there with you. And um, I, one of my favorite verses is that he, we've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. Um, and he does take care of our right. every need. Uh, not always like we thought, maybe, no. but in his time. Right. Is there another verse that has meant a lot to you? Just my favorite verse I've always lived by, just Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength because I'm by myself, you know. I have to have his strength to make it day to day to day to day or mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to because I am, I'm the disciplinarian, I'm the provider, I'm the, you know, just the comforter for Benjamin when he gets hurt or whatever. So, and that can get overwhelming oh, it some does. days. It does. You know, um, I I will never forget when Mom would call and say, "Pray for hope." You know, she's had all she can stand. She's at the edge, and you know that is the the, the gift of a family, but it's also the gift of that church family too, uh -huh. mm -hmm. because as we lift each other up in prayer, that really um, it changes things. Oh, yeah. It really does. Doc, can you think of anything you'd like no, to ask? One of the, um, one of the principles that we have uh, um, paid close attention to lately is that life, the, the balanced life is a myth. It's just not out there. You can balance tires for a while, but eventually they get out of balance. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, life is more, and, and, and in the scripture, we never find a commandment from God that says live a balanced life. But there, there is a, a rhythm to, uh, to creation, and there are seasons that God created. Same is true of life. So you've been now in uh, uh, different seasons of life. We're, we're in a different season in some ways than, than you are because now we're uh, empty nesters, you know, ourselves. So my question is, what kinds of things have you found that are unique about this season of life that, that maybe haven't been. Here's a different way I'd, I'd ask it. In every season of life, there are, uh, there are some unrealistic expectations that you need to release. 
in order to seize unique opportunities. So where you and Benjamin are right now, what would you say to some, some parents out there that are raising kids without the help of another parent, or, or if it's a grandparent or whoever, and you would say, you know, you, that you fight guilt over X. So release that because it's an unrealistic expectation, but what unique opportunities are there right now for you in this season of life? You know, you mentioned that you're gonna be uh, teaching now in the same school, living in a different community. I would think that there are, that there are some things that you'll be leaving, but there are some things that you'll be going to as well. So one of the things that Paige and I try to do is to help, and this is true of us, is to release some unrealistic expectations that you may have in order to seize unique opportunities that are just for a season. They're not gonna last forever. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, I want you to speak to that a little bit. Well, for Benjamin, he's lived in the same place all his life. Mm -hmm. So he only knows certain people. So we're having to move, pick up, and go. Mm -hmm. And for him, I have to think, okay, he's going to make new friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we have to find a new church, but he compares everything to Crosspoint. Mm -hmm. So just to think, okay, in our life of, you know, here we are picking up and moving, I have to think, not everything is just like Hattiesburg, Mississippi <laughs> for right. him, because he right. compares everything to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Right. And for me, I have to think, okay, my new job is not like any of my old jobs. I have to put that aside and say, I can overcome this because it's going to be something new. Mm -hmm. But it is a little bit like, a combination of other jobs, but just to know that you can't overcome even when you're moving by yourself. <laughs> um, I do have a little bit of a um, knowledge because I've lived there before, <laughs> mm -hmm. grew up there, so I have a lot of friends there, but Benjamin doesn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. So, and he's very, he's cried several days. Just yeah. So yeah. as a parent, I've been like, okay, you're gonna be okay. Yeah. You know, you make, <laughs> You'll get on the stage and sing in front of people. So I have a feeling you're going to be all kind of friends. <laughs> so, you know. Well, and you just had a major uh, garage sale. Yeah. And you've sold a Everything. lot of things from his childhood. And um, a lot of, you know, there are a lot of releasing mm -hmm. those things as well. And him having to tell his friends goodbye. And he's like, Mama, they're not going to be at school with me anymore. And they've mm -hmm. been in the same school since they were babies. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, well, we got to release those friends. Let's yeah. find new ones. Just yeah. like Mama has to release her friends here to find, mm -hmm. or I guess renew friendships that I've had in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even um, the releasing of mentally a way that life was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, because with the school situation, the only reason you're moving is because, because of, of the school. school. Mm -hmm. And so because of the dyslexia, and the special needs of that, um, you know, even having to release some expectations of him as a student yeah. with new things to come. You know, there are always... Here we are, we put these expectations for him before we knew he had dyslexia. And he would cry every day because he didn't, got so frustrated with homework. And now mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of a release just to know that mm -hmm. he's not going to struggle anymore because he's going to have the help that he needs with right. dyslexia therapy and mm -hmm. the other things that he needs. Well, as we kind of bring our time together, um, what I, I, told, I did give her a, a heads up on this question, but uh, <laughs> the question that I want to ask is, what is a, something that you and Benjamin have experienced or you personally have experienced that has just been a win? And that as a single parent doing life alone, 
has been just a win for you and you and him? Well, he has really enjoyed um, getting part of Cub Scouts. Uh, as a parent of a mom, single mom, I don't do the boy things. Mm -hmm. So he has Mr. Reed and Mr. Chuck who are a part of his troop in Summerall who he has loved to death. So they get to do fun things the boys get to do. So I've got to be a part of those things. And he and I have just loved going camping. And you know me, I don't usually go camping in a tent. <laughs> but that's just one thing we have enjoyed doing together. And he's like, Mama, we got to find us a troop when we get to Brandon. We got to find us a troop. Because that's, that's just one thing that he has really enjoyed. We didn't really enjoy baseball. We didn't really enjoy basketball. But Cub Scouts has been his way of just being good. a kid. That's good. Yeah. Well, Hope, thank you so much for being with us today and for being honest and open and just sharing some of your heart with us um, as we kind of pull things together. Is there anything, if you were sitting across the table from a single parent, that you would say to them that might encourage them today? You're not by yourself. There's so many of us out there. A lot of my friends are single, but parents. Um, we all do parenting, single parenting a little different but we're not alone. And you have family and friends, church family who are around you who are there to support you. So don't give up, just keep going on. That's right. And if you have not already found a church home, um, I, I guess that's been one of the major things for you. Mm -hmm. uh, your advice to them would be, find the church that fits you, yeah, yeah. where you and your child can go and be fed uh, weekly by the Word of God and then um, find other friends that are running that same oh, yeah, journey definitely. because that will that's a life changer oh, it, is, isn't it? Yeah. it is absolutely we live life together that's so. exactly right and we're stronger together oh, yeah, definitely. yeah. Hmm. well as we pull together our uh, last few thoughts as meanwhile up oh, you got one more thing yeah just one more thing before we uh, before we sign off uh, I, I do want to thank you too Hope for sharing and for um, investing in some of the uh, uh, people that are listening that that need to hear the things that you were sharing and in a way that's very unique to you. And uh, I've, I've watched you, uh, whether as, as all of our family, but in a different way, you know, you, you've weathered a, uh, a season and a storm that's one of the hardest, I think, that anybody could go through. And you've, you've been faithful and you've been steady, and you've been a, a, a daughter of Jesus the whole way through and leaned on him. And um, I just am so proud of you as a mom and uh, proud of Benjamin and the way he's growing up. And the little guy is, is an amazing, thoughtful, uh, generous, caring, loving kid. And uh, he would be a joy for any parent. And um, so anyway, one of the things I'd like for uh, Paige to do in a minute is have a prayer for all of the uh, parents that are uh, raising kids without the assistance of another parent. But before we did, I wanted to also thank you all that are listening to this podcast. I hope that there's somebody in your uh, life, in your world, if it's not, if it's not you, that you can uh, share this, this, uh, these words of encouragement with. Please feel free to do that, and you're welcome to call upon us if we can help you in any way uh, through the season that, that you're going through. If you want some more information, we're going to have some show notes as well as um, um, some things that'll be an encouragement for uh, single parents. We'll have that on our website. You can also um, 
look at our, uh, our Facebook resources as well. Uh, our website is meanwhileministries.com, meanwhileministries.com. We try to get, uh, have lots of good stuff on there. Um, there. There are Bible study resources. There are, there are parenting and, uh, and family stuff. So just go to there and um, uh, you'll, you'll see some resources there if you want to uh, look further or dig further. So Paige, if you would, would you lead us in that prayer, please? And then we'll sign off. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the gift of being parents. Thank you for the children that you've entrusted to us. And Lord, uh, the Bible does tell us as arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are children in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full. Mm -hmm. And Lord, whether our quiver is full with one or with 15, um, Lord, you've given each child as a gift to us. And Lord, we thank you for that. Father, we are powerless without your help in raising these children. They don't come with the instruction manual. It is the Word of God that teaches us, and, and that is the only manual we have. And so, Father, give us wisdom when we can't figure things out. Give us understanding and ability to see beyond what we can physically see with our own eyes by your spiritual gift to us. Father, help us to just know the right things to do and to do them. And Lord, for those out there that may not have a supported family, Father, I pray that they will be able to find a family of faith that can be a strength to them and be an encouragement to them. Lord, I pray for Hope and Benjamin as they go to the next season of their life. Lord, I pray that the school will be exactly what Benjamin needs and that Hope will be able to find the right place to, to live and just have a blessing beyond all ability to understand. Thank you for the people that have been in their lives up until this point. And Lord, I, I thank you for those who have helped the people that are listening to this podcast get to the point they're at. Oh, Father, thank you that we have not had to do this alone. But Lord, there are also people listening right now that, as Hope has already said, find themselves anxious or worried. Help them not to be anxious, but to be able to trust in you, Father and to know that you'll supply every need according to your riches in Christ Jesus. Lord, give them peace of mind, heart, and soul right now, and help them to know that the Father who owns the cattle on a thousand hills is the one that loves them and abides with them. And Lord, today, give them the strength they need. I thank you now that we can come to you, Jesus, and I thank you that you hear our prayer. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.